Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Roadhouse International and Compass Group International, and welcome to another episode. On today's podcast, I'm going to talk about the specific price points, and I like to do that on a regular basis, obviously because pricing in real estate does change from time to time, especially what's going on in the Western countries like the United States, where real estate has really been surging, uh, not just in specific states like in New York or Florida or California or even Nevada, Arizona, but pretty much all over the board, real estate has been doing really well. Uh, so I want to give everyone an update on what can you buy here in Thailand, what I suggest you buy, and also any changes that may have happened. Uh, so right now, uh, we are in first quarter. It's the beginning, uh, so we're kind of getting into February, mid-February of 2022. And prices in real estate hasn't really changed in Thailand because of the pandemic. Because remember, Thailand really heavily relies a lot on foreign tourism. And because Thailand has been closed for kind of the most part uh, these last two years, and slowly reopening with these programs, like right now, the Test and Go program, the different sandbox programs. But really when it comes down to it is, Thailand really heavily relies, or the developers here really rely on foreign buyers, especially in other, other neighboring Asian countries like China, India, Australia, New Zealand, UK, and soon we're seeing a, actually we're not seeing it soon, we're seeing it now, now we're actually seeing more and more North Americans, especially people from America, from the United States, coming here to Thailand and buying real estate. So in the past, Thailand is always a consistent eight to maybe 12% appreciation. And obviously in some places, and depending on where you're buying, location, uh, you're gonna have some you know, definitely high appreciations. And the highest appreciations in Thailand really is in one specific area, and that's in Bangkok. And more specifically in Bangkok, it's in the very ultra luxury developments. Like for an example, some of the top name brand developers, when they're building up developments that's really for the 1% or even the 0.1% of the population, where one bedrooms are starting at a half a million dollars, and for some of you coming from places maybe in Europe or even places like New York, a one bedroom in California, one bedroom, half a million, eh, you're like, oh, that's not really too much. But here, obviously in Bangkok, it is because the mass majority of one bedrooms are going to be in that 100,000, 150,000 range for a nice one bedroom in a fairly decent area. So half a million dollars is a lot of money. But these type of ultra luxury buildings and how they're designed, they're designed for privacy, uh, beautiful upscale finishes, and also living in these buildings, they have ultra security, uh, more so than you ever see in any type of buildings in Western countries. The security here is so much more superior because they have more manpower. And they're able to have more manpower is because of low cost of living and a low wages. You can hire more people. That's also the reason why 
I like real estate here, love living here, is because whether you're buying a condo, a townhouse, or even a house, but if you're in a, in a planned community, there's always staff cleaning every single day. Even the high-end developments that you see maybe in the W Residences, Turnberry, uh, Man Orientals, any of those type of developments in Western countries, I hardly ever see anyone cleaning. But here, a typical building for the average consumer, you have someone clean, you have people, you have a team of people cleaning the building every single morning. I love that. So the upkeep is fantastic. But these ultra luxury buildings, it's even more. So you have wonderful security, you have, you have uh, clean spaces, you have a lot more privacy, the way they're designed, so it's not quite high density. And even though everything's shared walls, but the way the design is done right, and I wish more developers and condo developments would really understand this, is that for an example, let's say that you live in a one bedroom condo. Well, the logical thing to do is your master bedroom or your bedroom for your condo, you, most developers will actually design the same exact mere one bedroom condo right next door. But the bedrooms on each side share the same wall instead of making it the opposite side of the wall. I mean, it's just logically that you would do that, but developers don't want to do that because for some odd reason they feel it's more, it's more costly and they just don't want to make changes. So a lot of these buildings throughout the world, I mean, here you are being intimate and you can hear, or you can, next door neighbors can hear you or you can hear the next door neighbors being intimate. You can hear people talking. So it just makes more sense that in these high-end luxury developments that they're smart enough to make sure that bedrooms do not share a same common wall. And also insulation, insulation is better. Uh, literally soundproof. Some of these uh, luxury buildings, you can close the windows and hear nothing from outside the streets. Because Bangkok is a noisy city. And that's one of the great things I love about it because it's a true 24-7 city. So let's talk about pricing. So right now in Thailand, I feel that it's the best time to buy because pricing isn't surging uh, because of the pandemic, uh, more people are willing to negotiate, especially for any commercial uh, investors out there that are looking to buy hotels, whether it's ultra luxury, mid-sized hotels to boutique hotels. They're really, really willing to negotiate because some of these cities are literally, uh, for example, like the islands uh, beach cities like Phuket, Samoy. I mean, they're just dying. First of all, I wouldn't recommend you buy anything from there. Uh, if you're going to buy a hotel, I'd recommend a nearby beach cities like Hua Hin, Cha'am, Pattaya, Jiam Tien, uh, because you're also going to get the Thai tourist. Where island getaways, uh, it's, literally, it's literally a ghost town. There's nobody there. And, and and Thais aren't going to hop on a plane and go to these places. These, you know, Phuket is really designed more for the Westerner. So this pandemic, as we know, is going to go away. So you're better off hedging future shutdowns if you're going to invest in a hotel, to buy a hotel either here in Bangkok 
or one of the nearby beach cities they can drive to with an hour to two and a half hours away. So on a residential side, I love to give the price point of a million dollars. What can you buy for a million dollars? For a million dollars coming from my backyard, whether it's in Orange County, California, like in Newport, Huntington Beach, or even in Las Vegas, Nevada, which is where my family uh, kind of spends a little bit of time, but slowly I'm making a transition out of there, or where I grew up in Arizona, in Tucson, and Phoenix. Half a million dollars really doesn't get you much. Half a million dollars in California, and the reason why I'm using half a million dollars is because a million dollars here in Thailand, my recommendation isn't just buying one property for a million dollars. It's buying two properties, maybe three properties. So that's why I'm at that price point of a half a million dollars with the end budget of a million. So and again, it doesn't buy you much. But here in Thailand, for a million dollars, instead of plopping it down for one property that's maybe on the beach or within walking distance of the beach, or maybe in a beautiful ultra luxury building, maybe a two bedroom, two bath condo, uh, right in the heart of the central shopping district like Racha Prasang, or the central business district like in Silom or uh, Saton. I recommend you buy two properties so you can have surf and turf because when you're living here in Thailand as an expat you want to move around a little bit more Bangkok is one of my favorite cities in the world it truly is it exceeds everything that New York LA DC London Sydney because it's it has the vibe that you want, but at a lower price point. So it's like living in Manhattan with prices somewhere in the Midwest. Everything is just so inexpensive, but you have this big city feel. So half a million dollars will get you a really nice two-bedroom, two-bath condo, right around a thousand to maybe 1,200 square feet right in the smack of one of the most expensive real estate locations in Bangkok. And one of them is in Prasong, Chitlong to be more specific. So if you've ever been here to Bangkok and you've been to, you've probably been to Chitlong, but you just didn't know the name. So Chitlong kind of consists of, is anchored by Central World, uh, the Siam Paragon, uh, that whole area, that is Racha Prasang. That is our central shopping district. That is like tourist central. And that is kind of our Beverly Hills. One of the most expensive pieces of real estate is there. And one of the best places to live if you have the money is there because you're around everything. It's ultra luxury. But then also, you still have wonderful mom-and-pop restaurants and bars and stuff that you can still buy or have a nice meal for $2 or $2.5. But if you want to do a Michelin, Michelin-starred restaurant, it's there. Everything is there. 
And it's the same equivalent of living like on a strip. So for an example, the same equivalent, a two bedroom, two bath, let's say not even in a major luxury building like the Waldorf Astoria, which changed their names. It was a Mad Oriental uh, in city center in Las Vegas. But let's just say even Turnberry, a two bedroom, two, ba a two bedroom, two bath is easily going to be around probably $700,000. Let's just say between a half a million to $700,000 to be off the strip. So you're not even on the strip. So some of those other buildings like the Martin, um, I have some friends that live there. Two bedroom, two bath, a little over half a million dollars. But you're not, you're not even on the strip. So I'm talking about a building that's on Sukhumvit, which is our strip, our upper Manhattan, in a building that has finishes that's nicer than Turnberry, nicer than any of those buildings that you see on a strip or in West LA or even Manhattan, that you, you know, you step in these buildings. You see the fine details in the finishes. There's staff everywhere cleaning. You, you go to the floor where the pool and the gym are and you look at it and it's like living in a resort. And then you step outside, maybe in the, uh, uh, the, uh, the public area of the pool and you have this panoramic view of Bangkok. You go up to your condo, you see this gorgeous view of Bangkok. Bangkok at night is one of the most beautiful cities in the world. And that's a, half, that's a half a million dollars. And the association dues isn't going to cost you a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars a month, typically, of these condos in the States. It's going to cost you a fraction of that. It'll probably be around fifty to a hundred dollars a month. That's it. And you pay it annually. That's how much further your money goes. And one of the things I love and I advise my client is always buy the, well, first of all, look for the most expensive location. And within that location, look for the most expensive building and then buy the least expensive unit in the most expensive building in the best location. Because it's going to appreciate so much faster. Some of these buildings uh, here in Thailand that are to these standards usually have a waiting list. No other type of buildings have these type of waiting lists. They're usually sold out, 100% sold out within months of release. And some of you may be shocked because you're saying, oh my God, it's like it, it must be all foreigners buying. No, it's Thais. That, there is that kind of wealth here in Thailand. There's, one, uh, there's two very, very uh, famous projects. Uh, one project is called the Victorial, uh, which is kind of, uh, it's, uh, I forget which intersection it's on. I think it's in a soak. Uh, so it's not even Chitlong, uh, but it's kind of considered a midtown Manhattan. Uh, that project, uh, extremely expensive, built by AP Thai. That sold out uh, in less than six months, whole building. Resales are extremely 
higher than obviously the initial purchase price. Then there's another project uh, by the U.S. Embassy. So it's not even on second bid. This project was really expensive where condos were starting at a million dollars all the way up. And these are small for these million dollar units. That project sold out, I think in three months, or I think even sooner than that. So that's why if you want your money to go further, again, these are the best locations you want to buy in. When you come to us, we're always going to advise you if, if your budget permits, it's not about buying bigger, it's about buying the right location. And if you're asking yourself, you're like, well, coming to Thailand, I'm hoping to maybe get a bigger place. Well, you're not going to be spending a lot of time in your condo. A 1,200 square feet, two bedroom, two bath, when you're at the heart of everything, where literally thousands upon thousands of restaurants, bars, any type of entertainment venue, shopping, is literally within footsteps of your building. You're not going to be spending a lot of time in your unit. Most of your time is going to be out there exploring Bangkok. In addition to that is when you decide, okay, well maybe we want to sell it to upgrade, it's easier to sell these type of units than just any let's just say any middle class building or upper middle class building that's really made for that 80%. Because there is a lot of inventory right now, a lot. But these ultra luxury buildings, they still sell, they still sell very, very fast. So half a million dollars, that's what I would recommend. Then the other half a million dollars, I would recommend in one of the nearby beach cities. If you're my age, approaching 50, so if you're in your 40s, late 40s, maybe 50s or 60s or even 70s, and you like to golf, you want something that's a little bit more chilled, I would recommend a beach city of Cha'am or Hua Hin. Or better yet, Hua Hin. Especially if you're a golfer, because Hua Hin, Cha'am, which is only two to two and a half hours from Bangkok, is the golf capital of Thailand. There are tons of beautiful golf courses. So half a million dollars, you get a couple, you get a couple other options. If you want to be on the beach, so a building is on the beach, then half a million dollars will get you a two to three bedroom ocean front, ocean view unit. And these will be anywhere from, let's say 1,200 to maybe 1,700 square feet. And again, in a higher-end developer, so you have, some you have the quality that's being built in a building, you have the right staff, from the management staff uh, to the maintenance staff, they're there to always maintain the building, and you have the right security and the right location. Then you have branded developments, and that's what I would recommend. And again, if you're looking at future appreciation, looking at it more as an investment, and maybe this is your third or fourth home, I would even go as further as to buy a branded name brand hotel slash residences, and a half a million dollars would buy you a large one bedroom. And these one bedrooms are about 500 to 750 square feet. But these are hotel branded residences. 
that we're all familiar with. So you have the hotel management staff. Uh, you have all the amenities as if you're living in a resort. But if you don't want a condo, and let's say you're telling yourself, well, I'm probably going to be spending a little bit of time in Bangkok, but maybe 70, 75 percent of my time I'm going to be at the beach. So I want something bigger. So for half a million dollars, that will buy you a three to four bedroom home, a house that's either a five to 10 minute drive from the beach. So if you're a golfer, you can buy in a golf course community, a, a good size, uh, let's say three bedroom house. That's two stories with a pool around just under 2000 square feet. That's what a half a million dollars will buy you. And if you're willing to go a little bit further, let's just say about 30 minutes from the beach, then you can get up in a hill and you can buy the same type of home, but you're going to have an ocean view from up top. But if you want something within walking distance of the beach, let's just say between a, a 10 minute or even 15 minute walk to the beach, uh, there are homes also that are around three bedrooms, two stories, just under 2,000 square feet for about a, that half a million dollar range. And again, it's very important. I emphasize this all the time. High density living in Asia has, it's not, just, it's not just Asia. Anywhere around the world, we have lots of high density living. You have a plethora of developers that come into the market. And these, these are usually fly-by-night developers. They get a loan. They develop a concept. They come up with a concept. They develop it knowing that they're just going to cash out and you'll never see them again. They put in a property management and off they go. Or association and off they go. You'll never see them and hear from them again. And you have a lot of that here in Asia. You have more than Asia than you have anywhere else in the world. You have a lot of bad developers where the first, when the building is completed or the home is completed, it looks nice. It's aesthetically pleasing. It looks exactly like the renderings of the models they showed you. But these homes, after two, maybe three, Five years, mold, cracks in the foundation, everything just starts falling apart. I mean, that quickly. I've seen homes that were built two or three years ago that literally look like they're 20 or 30 year old homes because of bad construction, bad materials. So you always want to look for the right developers. And you're never really going to know that unless you're local here, because it really does take time. There are, there are thousands to pick from. And like I said, is when you're buying off plan or pre-construction, you see these beautiful renderings of these poolside villas, these beachside villas. Then they build a model home and you walk through the model home. Of course, the model home is always going to look the best. It's professionally furnished and a construction is always going to be best for the model home. But then when you take delivery of the home a year or two, two years later, it just starts falling apart after a couple of years. So be very, very careful. So my recommendation for a million dollars is, yes, you can certainly buy one beautiful home at the beach and that one million dollars uh, in, for an example, a place like Cha'am, 
uh, you get an oceanfront home where your backyard is the beach for a million dollars. Jom Tien would be very similar. Actually, the home will be across the street from the beach, but it's a small, you know, small street. It's a uh, it's Beach Road. It's just like Huntington Beach. You know, you're living right across the street from the beach for a million dollars. Or in Bangkok, a million dollars would get you a two to three bedroom unit. You can't uh, branded residences, whether it's Mandarin Oriental or Banyan Tree or Ritz Carlton, those are going to start at a million and a half to 1.7 million for two bedrooms. So a million won't get you to, but a million will still get you an ultra luxury, get you into an ultra luxury building built by one of the top 10 developers here in Bangkok. And to me, the finishes are very, very similar in quality as the Manor Oriental or any Ritz Carlton or intercontinental residences anywhere in the world. From common areas to design finishes, easily can hold a candle to those developers. But as I tell most people is that if you're coming here to Thailand, you kind of want to diversify your holdings. And it's better to have multiple units. For us, we have three homes, soon to have four. We have one in a city, one in one beach city, another one in another beach city. We're looking at another one, uh, which will be a house in a beach city, uh, to have something larger. But we like the fact that we have this choice. Because like I said, is our buildings are maintained so well because the low cost of employment to hire staff. So we have nothing to worry about. Security is excellent, but we have that freedom. One day we're gonna go here, or one week we'll be here, another week we'll be here, maybe spend one month here, and then maybe spend two weeks there. It's really nice to have that. But if you don't have the energy, like I said, $1 million will buy you the same equivalent home in Manhattan Beach, California, Newport Beach, California, or even Florida. That million dollar home will be the same equivalent as a five to $10 million home in the States or even in Sydney or in Auckland. And that is shocking to a lot of people. And for others that are looking for boutique hotels, Thailand is one of the few places in the world where I have found boutique hotels on the beach for a million dollars. These are six unit, eight units, 10 units on the beach for a million dollars. I came and find those in nice cities in Latin America. In Costa Rica, which where I, which where I initially started my business, though those are non-existent. The cheapest, decent boutique hotel is still gonna run two and a half to three million dollars. And that's not even on the beach. So if you are an investor, so if you are an individual that says, hey, you know what, I wanna maybe, uh, I wanna retire in Thailand uh, with my husband or my wife or bring my family there. We have a beautiful home, but we wouldn't have, 
we want to diversify our assets and maybe, and also we want something to do. So maybe we want to buy a small hotel, not a large hotel, something small. So a million dollars, that will get you a six to 10, even a 12 bedroom hotel on the beach. We can generate a nice income. And like I said, now is the time to buy because the tourists are not here yet. Thailand is hoping to reopen by this summer. And just please do your research. I say it a lot, but there are a lot of new listeners listening to my podcast. Before the pandemic, Thailand was around 45 million, had about 45 million tourists visiting this country. Bangkok, about 35 million. Bangkok was the number one travel destination in the world. And we're gonna have more and more and more, especially from nearby Asian countries. When you compare that to Latin American countries, Southern European countries, it can't hold a candle of the growth of new tourists that are coming. Asia is, people are getting tired of Europe and people are getting tired of Latin America because the Europeans, let's just say coming from the UK, all their lives they've been vacationing since they were a kid in Southern Europe. Americans, Canadians, and people from the United States, most of their lives have been going to Latin America for vacations, where they're getting tired of that. They want something different. And Asia is that new exotic flavor that people want. That's why you're seeing the growth here in Asia. So those are just boutique hotels. Uh, I'll do another podcast where I have a lot larger price point but if you're looking at five to 10 million, which will still buy you like a boutique hotel, like in Latin America or in Europe or the United States, but five to 10 million, that will buy you a really good sized hotel that can be anywhere from up to 50 keys and a great location on the beach. So again, we're here to help. I'm here to educate. Uh, because I truly love this country. Been here for over 10 years, and I wish, well, you know, you can't beat yourself over for mistakes that you've made, but I truly felt I made a huge mistake and wasted a lot of time in the over a decade I spent in Latin America. I should have came here first. Because, and it's not because I, I'm Asian, I'm American. I lived most of my life in the United States. But as I, my wife and I walk around and travel to different parts and living different parts of Thailand, the amount of Westerners that we meet say the same exact thing. I wish I would have came here to Thailand first instead of going to Italy or Portugal or Greece or Spain. I wish I would have came to Thailand first instead of wasting my time in Mexico or some other Latin country or South American country because you're not sacrificing anything as an expat. And as an investor, you want to go, you want to invest in the new emerging markets. You want to invest in countries where people are flocking towards. And Thailand is one of those countries. We're here to help you in any way. Please contact us. Uh, you can see my contact information on LinkedIn and on Facebook. And we'll see you soon.